known by love and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321. Give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. You know, it's interesting when I talk about people, when I talk to people about their image of God and how they view God and what their uh, perspective of him is, so many people have this image of God that he is angry with them that he is frustrated with them, that he is discontent with them, that, that they're angry for what they've done, how they're living their lives, what they're doing. And in fact, sometimes when I invite people to come to humanity to a gathering or even to a humanity group, I'll get the response, the classic response of, oh, if I walked in that building, I might be struck by lightning. And I always respond with, wrong God, that's Zeus, right? That's not this, you're, you're fine. But even this, with this, we have this idea that God has this, uh, like, for many of us, we have this idea that, like, yeah, God's loving and God is love, but he's really more angry or disappointed or vengeful in how he relates to us. Yeah, he says he's loving, but I don't know if I can actually trust this. And I don't know if that's, like, good old-school Catholic guilt or if that is just us being informed by books like Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, but we have this image And even though so much of the scriptures talk about God being loving and compassionate and empathetic and long-suffering, this image of God being angry and disappointed and longing for revenge keeps popping up over and over and over again. And I think we get something twisted because here's what I want you to know today at a core level is that God is not angry with you. That there is no one who God is, is angry with. But here's the thing. God does set you free and give you the ability to choose. And with choices come natural consequences that come along with them. And so as much as God longs for us to follow him and he gives us his scriptures and ways that we are to follow him, he, he says, look, I'm going to set you free. You're going to make your choices and you get to live with the consequences of the choices. I'm not going to intervene because that's what freedom does. Here at Humanity Church, we do a parenting workshop around this material called Love and Logic. And at the core of Love and Logic is helping kids empathetically experience the consequences of their choices. And that is something that is so hard for parents to do because we want to rescue. We want to make sure everything's okay. We want to give them third, fourth, fifth, second chances in this. But part of helping kids learn wisdom is helping them recognize that there are consequences to every single decision that they make and allow the consequences to happen. In fact, we set up situations where our kids get to choose freely and then we pray that they choose poorly so that they can actually learn the consequences on the other side of that. I remember early on in this, we told our kids a statement every single night before they went to bed. You're allowed to keep any toys that you put away at the end of the night. And we would tell them that. We'd say, hey, before you go to bed, you're allowed to keep any toys that you put away. You're totally allowed to keep them. And so the kids would go to bed, and at night, Marla and I would go out there and pick up all the toys that were on the floor and throw them in the trash can. And the kids would wake up in the morning and go, where are the toys? 
And I said, oh, we thought you didn't want them. We told you you could keep any toys that you wanted and that others, we just assumed that you didn't want them. Now, let me just tell you, it took about two rounds of that before our kids realized, oh, if I want my toys, I need to put them away. Suddenly, it became urgent. Suddenly, it wasn't like they'll be there in the morning. Mom and dad will pick them up. And guess what Marla and I do not have to do anymore? pick up toys at the end of the night <laughs> because they recognize that if I make this choice, this is the consequence over here. If I make this choice, then I get to keep my toys that I want over here. And here's what studies after studies after studies have found is that children who don't actually get to experience consequences, children whose parents remove them of the gift of consequences end up more anxious and depressed because they don't actually recognize or know how to gain wisdom in the world. They don't recognize when I make this decision, this happens. They don't know when I screw up this way in this relationship, these are the natural consequences. They don't recognize that, that when I engage in relationships or with my stuff or with even my own physical body in a certain way, that these consequences come. And if those consequences are constantly removed from them, then they actually don't know what happens when they do things in life. They don't know. Could you imagine how scary it would be walking through life not knowing the consequence of draining your bank account or getting in a fight with someone. Some of us don't know those consequences, but we find ourselves anxious when we don't know those things. And so the same thing goes for us, that God allows us to go through certain situations. It's one thing for God to be vengeful and saying, I'm getting back at you. It's another thing for God to say, hey, you are free to choose, and I'm going to allow you to experience the full weight of the consequences that come with that in order to guide us towards becoming the people that he longs for us to be. That he uses the natural consequences of our decisions to guide us and move us and to shape us in this, into the people he longs for us to become. And God did the same thing with his people, Israel. He, he told them over and over again, here's how I long for you to live. In other words, I allow you to keep any toys that you want to, that, that, you, that you put away. And, uh, and he would tell them, hey, this is how I want you to be with me. This is how I want you to be with other people. This is how I want you to engage life. This is how I've set up the universe for you. And he says, if you engage this, you will have my blessing and my protection. I will not only protect you from anything that's around you, but I will bless you with more than you could ever ask or imagine. And then he allowed the Israelites to do what they did. And there were times when they made really destructive choices and he removed his protection and blessing from them or they removed themselves from his protection and blessing and they got to experience the full consequences of that. And then there were times where they made really healthy life-giving decisions and they stayed within his covering. They stayed within his blessing. They stayed within his protection. And there is this passage in Joel chapter 2 starting in verse 23 that involves kind of a disgusting animal, but we're going to talk about it today, that engages in this principle and this is a moment right after the Israelites have disobeyed God, and they have been experiencing the fullness of their consequences. They have realized the fullness of the weight of their choices, and their lives have been destroyed because of that. And this is what God is saying to them at the end of this period. He says, be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. The great locusts, the young locusts. The other locusts and the swarm of locusts, my great army that I have sent you, you will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be ashamed. 
Then you will know that I am in Israel and that I am the Lord your God and there is no other. Never again will my people be put to shame. Now, people love this verse. People quote this all the time, especially when they get really charismatic on the stage, like, the Lord's going to repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, right? This is, this is one of those feel-good verses, but there's actually something very troubling inside of this verse that troubles me, that actually gives me pause in the middle of this, because he actually says, he, like, like he, he's saying this to us. He says that this was his great army of locusts that he sent, so, so this isn't a verse about, hey, life is hard, and when hardship comes at you, I'm going to make sure that you get back everything that you were owed. Maybe someone did something to you about this. No, no, no. This, he's actually saying all of this that has happened to you, all of the destruction that's taking place, it's the result of your choices. It's the result of the decisions that you've made in your life. And he says, my army of locusts have come, and they have devoured everything. And he says, and he, he's, I love his description because he's not just like just the locust. He's like, let me tell you about all of my locusts. I got big locusts. I got small locusts. I got these other locusts. I got swarms of locusts. They all came. I just let them all come, right? So he was like, I got all kinds of locusts, and they all came, and they destroyed everything. Now, if you've ever seen a swarm of locusts, it's insane because all over the world, there are seasons where locusts come, and they literally devour everything. I encourage you, after this, look up on YouTube, Swarms of Locusts, and you will see there are just armies of what looks like grasshoppers that will come through nations, and they will literally, within hours, wipe out every single thing on the ground. Every single crop, every single plant, every single tree, sometimes every single animal in the area. In fact, there are places like uh, Malawi and even Afghanistan over the last few years who have had swarms of locusts go through and decimate entire ecosystems and decimate entire economies because they can destroy everything in minutes. And, and there are places, even when swarms of locusts come, that it blots out the sun so it looks like it's nighttime because of how thick these bugs are, crawl, flying through the air, eating everything in their path. They are so destructive when they come into this space. And look, here's the reality, is there are times when our actions and our decisions move us outside of the blessing of God and move us outside of the protection of God. There are, there, when we are connected to him, there are benefits of protection and blessing and provision that comes when we are connected to him and we are following him and we are engaging in him with our lives. But when we move outside of that protection, when we move outside of that blessing with our own choices, God's like, look, all bets are off. I can protect you while you're with me, but I, I don't get to protect you when you move yourself outside of my blessing. And look, all of us have made decisions at times that have moved us outside of those spaces where we've made decisions in our relationships and we've decided to step into places like bitterness and anger and being out of alignment with his wisdom for our relationships and the people that we say matter to most of us. We make destructive decisions in our finances and how we engage our resources that God has given us. We place our identity into certain things. We place our hearts and our minds into spaces that were never meant to be put there and we suffer the consequences for that. Not because God is angry, but because we have removed ourselves from his blessing and protection. And then when the locusts come, we start asking, God, where are you? Why have you abandoned me? And God's saying, no, 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 no. This was your choice. You chose this. And 
You decided to move outside of my protection. You decided to move outside of my blessing. I do not long for this. But here's the thing. This is what I love about the beauty of the heart of God. And it comes in in this passage. He says, you moved out of my blessing. You moved out of my protection. And yes, my army of locusts, they came and they devoured you. I was holding them off. There was, a, there was a barrier of protection that kept you from them when you were connected to me, but they have now come to devour you. But he says this, when you return to me, when you come back into my protection, into my blessing, he says, I will repay you for all of the years that the locusts have eaten. I will repay you for all the years that you removed yourself out from my blessing. I will repay you for all the years that you removed yourself outside of my protection. And here's what, here's what I absolutely love about this. He doesn't say, I'm just going to squish all the locusts now so you can start over with nothing. He doesn't say, I'm going to help you rebuild. Or he doesn't say, like, hey, I'm going to give you back so you can do everything. He says this, everything that was taken, everything that was destroyed, everything that you no longer have as a result of your decisions, I'm going to give it all back to you. I'm going to restore all of it. I'm going to make sure that you have everything that was taken from you, even though it was a result of your own decisions. I will give you all of it back. I mean, how many of us can look back on our lives and see seasons where we lost big time, where there were relationships that were devoured, where there were hearts that were devoured, there were dreams that were devoured. And looking back, hindsight 2020, we can say, yeah, I made some screwy decisions that led to that, to the loss, to the breakdown. And maybe even there were people giving you warnings and saying, hey, this is not a great decision. This is not the path to go. I promise you this will be destructive. And we made the decision any, any, anyways. And you find yourself making destructive decisions anyways. Maybe you aren't where you want to be right now. And you feel stuck. There's all kinds of locusts of addiction. There's locusts of comfort. That's, that call us out of God's protection. There's locusts of fear and anxiety that call us away. There's locusts of pride. There are locusts of, of disappointment, of God, I want my life, or I want other people, or I want my kids, or I want my circumstances to look a certain way, and now I'm outside of your blessing and protection because now I'm cursing you. And the locusts have come, and they're starting to take things away from our hearts and our minds, and we look around and we're going, I'm being devoured as a result of my own decisions here. But this is how I know God is not interested in punishing you. This is how I know that God is not mad at you for putting yourself in those spaces because a God who was interested in a punitive relationship would have put you to shame. See, in these moments, he would have said, well, I hope you learned your lesson. I hope that you get it this time. I hope that you change now that the locust ate everything that you have, and I hope that you finally get it. But what I love is that he says, come back to me, and I will give you rain needed to regrow the crops, and I will give you food, and I will give you wine, and I will give you oil, and I will give you everything that you need, even though I owe you nothing. I will give you everything. And I love that he says this twice. He says, and you will never be put to shame. You will never be put to shame. You will never walk around saying, I'm less than, or my life is not as it should be, or that God dis is disappointed in me, or that God has left me. He says, you will hold your head high, even in the midst of the choices that you have made over your life. 
See, I know that there are some of you in this room looking out at devoured parts of your life. And maybe it's past and maybe it's present and maybe you're in the middle of it. Areas of your heart that have been devoured, areas of your mind and your thoughts that have been devoured, area of your physical body that have been devoured, areas of your spiritual connection with God that have been devoured because of your own decisions and you feel like you've lost and maybe you're carrying shame because of the choices that you made or you can't get out of it or you feel like you can't have the resources or you don't know where to go and you're wondering, will I ever get it back? Will I ever get it back? And The worst thing that I know a human being can find themselves in is when they feel like their best days were behind them. And their future is just one march into shame and scarcity because of the decisions that they made or the things that have happened around them. And many of us are living in the shame of our choices from the past. And when we find ourselves there, we find ourselves devoured. But I'm here to tell you today that the God who owns the locusts will repay everything that they have taken. He is still saying today, I will repay everything, everything that has been taken from you. You will have more than enough. I'm not just gonna like, let things neutral. I'm going to re- repay everything. You will not be put to shame. You will hold your head high. You will live with a sense of pride because you are the people of God if you're willing to return to him. And I love that he says this, I will return the years that the locusts have destroyed. Time's a funny thing, isn't it? Because we think of it as a limited commodity. Time keeps on ticking into the future, right? (laughs) That we're just at the whim of the clock, that it's ticking constantly. And I don't know how God restores time to us, because that's what he says he restores. He restores years. But here's what I do know is that Have you noticed that time moves slower and faster through certain seasons of your life? How many of you have ever been through like a beautiful season or a moment with someone and it seems like time stands still and you could be there forever? And how many of you have noticed there are other seasons where it feels like time is moving so fast that you can't keep up with it, that it's slipping through your fingers? See, here's what I know is that when we find ourselves in destructive seasons, it feels like time is moving so fast that we can't get it back that we're just going through the motions and that it's day after day after day of destruction and despair and hopelessness and it's shame and the days keep going faster and faster and faster in the midst of our destructive decisions. But here's what I love that God says is that when you return to me, I will slow down time. I will give you back years. And so... Yes, there may have been years that you spent in addiction. There may have been years that you spent in crazy decisions. There may have been years that you were wallowing in self-pity. There may have been years that you chose comfort over your calling. There may have been years where you chose self-protection over intimacy and connection and vulnerability. But guess what? I know those seasons were fast and time was moving quickly, but I'm gonna slow everything down and I'm gonna give you years that are filled with abundance that will fill like decades Compared to the years that were left over here, he will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. But it involves us returning to his blessing and returning to his protection and laying down all of the other places where we have removed ourselves from his covering and stepped back into that place with him, living in the covering of God himself. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.